all of us as humans through all the whatever estimate you believe millions of years that we've been on the planet we are exposed to whether it be bacteria viruses or toxins directly via the skin but our skin's an amazing organ that shields us incredibly well unless we have a maybe a wound in the skin that you know could allow some entry of bacteria or microbes right Colombo Chronicles Live. Colombo is on their trail. Listen up at Colombo Chronicles Live. Hi, everyone. Listen up because this is the Rose Rose Colombo. And we're entering into my favorite part authors and experts. And we have a fabulous guest today, Dr. Nick Delgado. And we haven't spoken with him in a long time, and it's perfect timing since his uh, latest book is about the immune system. And uh, he's going to tell us about his latest book, and it's at a time that it's so important because of the uh, coronavirus. Uh, Dr. Delgado is a public speaker. He's the author of many books, at least a dozen. Uh, I could be wrong, but it could be more. A biochemistry researcher, endocrinologist, and he is not only a fantastic author on health and wellness and nutrition and the immune system, he is also uh, Tony Robbins' mastery health expert coach on anti-aging fat, immortality, uh, telomeres, and stem cell therapy guides. And stem cells is relatively new, and many of us don't really understand uh, how those operate as well inside our bodies. So let's get started, and let's say hello to Dr. Nick Delgado on Colombo Chronicles Live. Hi, Dr. Nick Delgado. Hi, Rose. It's great to be on your show. And I, I think the, the timing of this show is critically important because I am the author of a new book coming out this next week, which is called Immune Rejuvenation. And really, I believe the crux of the issue is if the vast majority of people in the United States and around the world truly believe that they are at great risk for contracting and potentially dying from shall we say, the coronavirus, COVID-19, then this show might be the most important show they ever listen to because no one in the media is talking about the critical steps that we can easily take as a society to upgrade the power and strength of the immune system. But that's not to undermine the fact that the immune system itself is probably the least studied by medical doctors, the least understood by scientists and educators, and yet I've spent a better part of 43 years looking under a high-powered microscope, analyzing the effects of what we call the terrain, how we eat, how we exercise, uh, our sleep patterns, whether we're getting enough love in our life, whether we're exposed to microbes. Um, and really, if you compare and you think about stories, and this is real life, where certain people were brought into the world with virtually no immune system, and they were kind of kept in a bubble and isolated. And these people essentially are at great risk. And of course, when they get exposed to just normal microbes and viruses and bacteria, which we all are exposed on a daily basis, believe it or not, every time we take a breath rose, we take in over a million viruses into our uh, intake, uh, into our throat, into our lungs. And even if we're wearing a mask, even the most advanced masks, the, the fact is viruses are so small, they're a thousand times smaller than bacteria. And the only reason doctors wear masks in the operating room is to not contract or exchange TB tuberculosis, which is a bacteria, which is much larger and can be filtered through a mask. And of course, some will say, well, you know, we don't want people to sneeze on other people. Well, that's certainly true. And yet at the same time, people know when they're going to sneeze or cough in most cases. And in reality, uh, what is going on within the immune system? The reality is my book sets it very clear. There is no... Uh, area of debate with the medical journals I've cited, the 43 years of research and work with Dr. Anil uh, Batchneth, who's a medical doctor, also studying the immune system for the last 22 years, uh, who's done some online courses with me and microscopies on the front line uh, back east, 
in Maryland uh, dealing with COVID uh, cases and so forth. So I think that, you know, there's so much misinformation out there. It, it's rather upsetting. And the biggest problem is people tune into the media every day and it's the wrong kind of media. It's programmed media. And I, I, I think you know what's going on in the media. I don't need to elaborate on that. I, I'll stick to the science facts and help people to understand why we can influence through what's called epigenetics, our immune system, to take it to the next level. Even though we already are born with an incredible immune system, we can actually take our immune system to the next level for a lot of reasons, and I can elaborate on that as you wish. Very good. And the, the other thing where you brought up the mask, which I was going to bring up as well, because I always felt like the mask cut off my oxygen. I can't stand it over my nose. And I feel like I'm using all the germs that are from my own body that are going into the mask and staying there and then re-entering into my pores, my nose, my mouth. And so how is that healthy? And also... Uh, it's it. I believe that it probably uh, makes people feel faint. And there's a couple of teenage boys that were playing sports, and they dropped over dead wearing their mask. And there was some people who have been reported in accidents because they must have fainted from wearing those masks while driving. And now Dr. Fauci, who said we must wear a mask, now says that the that. Um, it's really different from so many other viruses, the coronavirus, is that we, will, that we will experience, but it has a phenomenal capability of efficiently and spreading from person to person. And then he comes off and he says that, well, you don't really need to wear a mask because it's not providing the perfect protection. People think that it is, and there are, there are ex- unintentional consequences to wearing the mask for people. So you are right about the misinformation, and many people, including a governor, who I won't mention, but it is alleged that he made $500 million off the investment in the Chinese mask. So this raises a lot of conflicts of interest of what is actually happening and why are people being forced to wear these masks if even Dr. Fauci now says they don't protect you from the virus. Everything you said, I agree with. And I have to admit that um, because I'm in the world of education and teaching and in 43 years, I've never seen anything like the degree of censorship that's taking place in mass media, the degree in which uh, normal social media that we call normal, uh, if you even use certain words, I've learned to use coded words. And even in my book, it's interesting, but I refer to the V word, which uh, I'll elaborate on, as a particular type of medicine that's purported to improve our uh, immunity, if you will, and yet there's never been a particular V medicine that actually works and is without side effects. And so we know about them using the live virus in some of the countries that it was launched, and it was a disaster. The people not only developed the disease, it was injected as an abnormal portal, meaning all of us as humans through all the whatever estimate you believe millions of years that we've been on the planet, we are exposed to whether it be bacteria, viruses, or toxins directly via the skin, but our skin's an amazing organ that shields us incredibly well, unless we have a, maybe a wound in the skin that you know, could allow some entry of bacteria or microbes, right? Uh, but the, the most obvious is via the, the nose, breathing in, and the mouth. If you know, we were to swallow something of its origin, and, and full knowing that animal products, by the way, which is rarely talked about, are, are potentially loaded. Uh, and I've seen this under the microscope with multiple bacteria, uh, E. coli, salmonella, uh, the various types of bacterias that... At, at higher uh, toxic loads can be rather problematic, if you will, uh, for, for most individuals. So I say this because viruses have a place. You, if you eradicated every virus in your body, you would die. 
And people don't understand that viruses have a symbiotic relationship, and any top virologist knows this to be true, but why aren't they coming forth and talking about it? Could it be that the funding that they're receiving uh, in the, the situations for the universities and the the, the governments that they're getting funding from, that if they told the truth about what's really going on, maybe people would defer to their own healthful approaches to building their immune system, stepping outdoors in the daylight, exercising, uh, essentially uh, uh, doing their best to minimize or avoid toxins. We all know that sugar is it's not good for the immune system. We know that separated oils and fats are harmful to the immune system and actually flow directly into the white blood cell lymphatic system when we consume large amounts of separated oils. So we know that whole unprocessed foods, exercise, a positive mindset, uh, not this negative stuff on the news that every time you look at someone and smile at them, God forbid you're going to develop some disease, you're going to have a virus that's going to just launch into your body and take your body over. It's almost like a zombie movie. It's crazy <laughs> to watch how they've portrayed the media and, and our risk factors, right? It's absolutely crazy. I feel like when I'm walking in a store and people are avoiding each other as much as possible in the aisles, which is impossible, um, that you're in the twilight zone. You know, I mean, these are people used to smile at, say hello, even shake hands, you know. And and here we are saying, oh, don't get near me because, hey, I might have a coronavirus or you might. And reporting and spying on each other if you're not wearing a mask, not letting you in the stores if you're not wearing a mask. What about a Kleenex? To me, a Kleenex is much cleaner, which we always did. You sneeze in a Kleenex, it's disposable, you throw it away. And then these masks. You're pushing all these germs. I was in skin care, so I'm very concerned about the skin. You're pushing back all these germs back right. into your pores. And I'm just like, how could that be healthy? That is not healthy. That's unhealthy. That's why we have Kleenexes. <laughs> so we could sneeze in them, cough in them, throw them away. I mean, do you want mucus going back into your mouth? Who's Absolutely about not. This? And the reality is... Nobody, nobody. And, and I'm, it, it saddens me to see how quickly the public have accepted spokespeople that include individuals who are not medical doctors, some of which are, but they haven't seen patients for years. And the reality is that we're, we're dealing with a situation, if you will, where you and I are now being uh, led down a path. And that path uh, is a little bit scary when we know if this information that's being given out is so censored to the point where even if you talk about uh, phone towers, if you will, and this technology that's being launched and how it may depress the immune system, they'll censor you almost instantly. And it's interesting. Why are they worried about that? What is going on that we can't have conversations on talk shows? And I'm blessed to be on your show, Rose, because you're, you're open, you're honest, you're sharing your beliefs and your understanding. Me as a scientist for 43 years and working uh, as probably one of the most followed, uh, I, I've been told I'm the fourth most followed uh, doctor in anti-aging as a health educator and uh, as a PhD with the American Academy of anti-aging medicine. I've uh, written several journal uh, articles. I've uh, published in uh, anti-aging medical news and uh, the uh, Harvard and, uh, and Yale and various universities use uh, some of the texts that I've, I've written uh, in the large textbook published for the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine, where 26,000 physicians around the world study and get together for conferences, but they shut the conference down. We can't even get together and congregate. We can't exchange information. We can do some remote work, but how do you, how do you have five or 10,000 doctors that get together and then somehow, you know, have them on a Zoom call? It just doesn't work, right? So, so some things have to take place. 
and I, I am just uh, beside myself thinking about the work that I wrote in the uh, rejuvenative clinic of anti-aging uh, medicine and the publications that doctors exchange. And when I did a wide-scale search of the immune system, it's interesting that the test, the polymerase uh, chain reaction which was developed by none other than the Nobel Prize laureate, Kerry Mullis. And he stated uncategorically that the PCR test that's being used to identify cases of, shall we say, confirmed cases, that it should have never used this test to identify whether someone had or had not had the coronavirus. And that being said, why would the developer of the test, uh, before he went to his grave from natural causes, essentially, he was an older gentleman, but he basically stated that this is not the definitive test. And when you look up the original journal, there's a paper that came out of Asia, and they said it was 80% false positive, meaning you would have to test a person five times, and out of five times, one of the five might show the person has the virus. So it was so inaccurate, it couldn't even determine the likelihood. So what they did is they put right across the medical journal paper this published paper, which it had been up for more than a couple years, has now been uh, considered uh, unreliable. Well, why did they also determine a peer-reviewed journal paper in the medical literature unreliable and then publish, and which, by the way, that was done with several uh, patients that were evaluated and studied and met many good journal references, because a journal reference usually has other journal references that it stands on the shoulders of, right? So they came out with a paper with one patient and they said the testing with the PCR was shown they had to test five times under different conditions. And at some point, they might be able to detect. Um, and in this case of the one patient, they found on the fifth test, the person was positive for COVID-19. Now, we use antigen tests, which show whether you've been uh, infected, if you will, and developed one of the two strains. We have both strains that we test for in an antigen test, but we have to call it a research test because like with any test, there could be some degree of reliability issues, even though uh, there's uh, reports of a very high degree of accuracy with this type of test. So, Let's, let's backtrack. If you can't trust the test, and everyone's saying confirm cases, and then the medical system, and this, this is probably a little difficult to trace down, I have uh, doctor friends of mine who are actually in the media right now talking about this, that they're motivated, according to the hospital, to list as the cause of death certificate, even if it was from an auto accident or if they died from a heart attack, to list the cause of death as uh, COVID-19. And with that, the hospital would receive uh, a very large sum of, of money in, in, in the amounts of uh, 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 tens of thousands of dollars, let's just say around $30,000. So a hospital who's struggling, half the ho hospital staff laid off because they've cleared the rooms to deal with a potential onslaught like we heard about in New York. The reality is that Many of these doctors and, and nurses and, and practitioners are being laid off, and yet there's a bill that's proposed to bring in doctors from outside countries to take the place of our laid-off doctors and nurses. I don't understand that. That seems strange to me. I know a, per, a, a nurse personally who's been laid off and hasn't uh, any source of work uh, because of this whole uh, isolation and shutdown. Well, would I, yeah, bring in people from uh, the Middle East who carry the SARS virus with them, because that's what they did, Obama did, for 10 years, and nobody tested them health-wise, nobody, and I saw it through the airports, and of course, they bypassed them coming across the borders, and so... These people, millions of people, were here already with a SARS virus that they were carrying, and that really just boggled my mind. And on top of it, I saw doctors online who said, I'm not signing this because it, it, the person didn't die of coronavirus. He died of a heart attack or whatever. And other nurse, there's a nurse online, too, who's crying and saying, 
they're killing people, they're black people, she said, because they're giving them the wrong treatment and then signing it off as coronavirus. And when I talk to the supervisors and tell them they're giving them the wrong treatment, they're going to die, she said they just shake their head and walk away. And um, so there's a lot of different things that people are saying online that are in the medical field that are very concerned because are they killing people so they can get more money for the hospitals, the nursing homes, the, 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 the Wall Street gurus? Social media has made a ton of money, ton of money during the coronavirus, and so has Big Pharma, and so has... Um, uh, the spy and tracking devices, and they're pushing this 5G as well, which I believe is a microwave tower that emits EMPs and radiation, and I believe it is very dangerous to our country with no short- or long-term studies, no information provided to the senators, and they said they weren't going to provide any. So it's very odd to me, Dr. Delgado, that they are installing the 5Gs and they are also unleashing the coronavirus at the same time that they unleash the 5G and then the masks cut off the oxygen. <laughs> I mean, this... And then the doctors are ordered to sign everybody off as a coronavirus patient. And they're getting X amount of dollars for every patient that dies from the coronavirus reported online as well. So this is, this is very sinister and very concerning. Well, in, in my 43 years experience, yeah, I, I've really focused on what we call lifestyle medicine, functional medicine, anti-aging. I've utilized blood microscopy, hormonal evaluations, testing, and endocrinological interventions. I've worked with some of the best minds in the world about health and anti-aging and the ability to improve our what's called mitochondria, uh, the energy powerhouse of the body to be able to fight a, a virus, the, the, the need to support healthy stem cell production, which helps us to repair after we've had an onslaught or disease or illness. But most importantly, it's interesting that um, as a health educator and a scientist and an author, uh, I have to go pretty deep to review the literature to see and kind of uncover, you know, what what is true and what do we absolutely know? We do, we do know that COVID-19, that uh, the purported symptoms are fever, cough, shortness of breath. Uh, symptoms appear within 2 to 14, uh, four, 14 days of, after exposure. It's interesting uh, that the uh, fact is that when you have influenza or the fee, uh, or, or, or the flu, here's the symptoms, fever, cough, sore throat, uh, head and body aches, runny, stuffy nose, and fatigue. Very, very similar. Now, what if you have an allergy reaction, sneezing, coughing, runny nose, scratchy throat, itchy, red, watery eyes? So what you're left with is, okay, what is the actual condition and what is going on? The risk is the lungs become infected whether it be a flu or pneumonia, this, this certainly is a risk, uh, you know, based on any review of the literature. And when you understand that a normal, shall we say, strain of a virus uh, enters via the mouth or even through the little portals of the uh, eye, uh, eye ducts, you know, where we have tears, uh, or again, if I mentioned if there's a tear in the skin, but rarely or ever, you know, in, in all of mankind or history, were we able to inject directly into the bloodstream or into the tissue which is rather alien to the human body. But let's just talk about what we call port of entry, the nose, the mouth, and so forth. We have a, the first line of defense is secretory IgA. So that is the front line of defense where we develop mucus, uh, we develop saliva, tears to fight and remove or kind of liberate or get rid of as much of the toxins as possible. But that's not where it ends. The body then identifies with what's called B cells, T cells, and natural killer cells, an incredible army to attack any foreign virus or bacteria, and this is transmitted through the lymph 
lymph glands, the circulatory system is far less extensive than the immune system. If you're to lay it out and visualize it, it's like this incredible portal that depends on activity, exercise, and heavy breathing. Heavy breathing from going for a jog or having uh, making love or intimacy. Heavy breathing is one of the great ways through the vacuum that sucks the lymphatic system. And when you run or wind sprint or you lift weights with a, kind of a nonstop lifting, the body then improves the immune system by tenfold, ten times more powerful to fight a virus or bacteria. So we, we look at the fact that in America we rank 36th in the world in life expectancy past the age of, of two because uh, in some countries they don't have sanitary conditions, the child could buy, die at birth, and someone who lives to say 100 in their culture and average that into someone who died at birth, you know, it looks like their average life expectancy is 50. So we have to really look at potentially, you know, what is the life expectancy past the age of, let's just round it off to past the age of 20. And we know that we, we rank amongst the bottom in world life expectancy. Why is that? Because for one thing, we de- depend on uh, various interventions that include foreign chemicals that we're trying to inject into the body. We depend on using uh, various over-the-counter and even prescription. And these are issues that we we need to start raising as a culture. Bruce Lipton once wrote in his book, Biology of Belief, and if you uh, scan for any of his uh, YouTube videos, I've done some YouTube replies because I think he's doing marvelous work. And he says, our mind, you know, really kind of harnesses whether, you know, we, uh, and I'll add to what he says, whether we exercise properly, whether we get proper amount of sleep, whether we make decisions about a healthy diet or exercise or take supplements and so forth. And the reality is that most people who have a mild disease such as the coronavirus will actually not need any medical attention whatsoever. And yet, if you did get infected with the virus, you you only end up having maybe cold or flu symptoms, maybe a slight fever. The the people at risk truly are ones, and I'll add this based on the book and the work of William McKinley Jeffries, who did a thorough search in the early days when influenza used to knock out uh, hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, In those days, you know, there was unclean water. There wasn't, to the extent of public health measures. So we're fortunate today to know that we have to, you know, drink bottled water or have a filtration system. Uh, I use even an air filtration system in my house and in my office, and uh, we use an ionizer. Uh, we use some uh, types of infrared to help knock out, you know, microbes and so forth. But the reality is that the adrenal fatigue is the front line of defense, the adrenal gland. And if we can't produce enough defend ourselves, then these people, even if they're younger, are at greater risk, especially if they're the type that's type A, they stay up all night to get their job done, you know, they drink alcohol at times, they use, um, say, illicit drugs, cocaine, methamphetamine, these people are at huge risk. And when you have a young person dying, instead of an older person, which we know is at risk, maybe they're near the end of their uh, lifespan, and, you know, we all all have a certain degree of time, uh, whether you know, we believe, you know, God has given us that time on earth or whether we have influence to live beyond what, you know, uh, is predicted by our genetics. Because genetics doesn't predict our lifespan. It's epigenetics and how we live on a daily basis, right? So mm-hmm. I, I think that mean, many people who, who die of, of COVID uh, would have died anyway within a short period. And that's according to David Spillhalter, University of Cambridge. M- more and more people are starting to say, wait a minute, these statistics that center for disease control are fraught with uh, mixed causes of death. And when you analyze that information, you find out that it really is less than 0.0, some say as low as 0.07%. So it's below even 1% of, of the potential factors of, that, that could cause death. And Dr. Dan Erickson, who was severely uh, censored with over 5 million views when he came out uh, citing the USC study, the Stanford study, stating clearly that the, the people who should be maybe isolated or protected are those who are at high risk. They're seniors. You know, they already have 
what's called comorbidity. They have existing diseases. They should be protected, but not the healthy. The healthy people should be out, and if they contract it, that adds to what some would call the herd immunity. It builds your individual immune system. I've been tested with the antigen test. I have not been, quote, infected with COVID-19, according to the antigen test, IgG, IgM test. And um, although we're testing as many people as we can, Dr. Dan Erickson tested 5,000 people, and he found out that there was a high degree of infection, but a low degree of morbidity. In other words, so long as they followed healthy practices, hardly anyone ever dies from this unless they are doing things that the medical literature is not reporting. They're on methamphetamine, they're on drugs that depress the immune system, just like when the AIDS epidemic came out. We found out later, and uh, if you read the work by Dr. Peter Duesberg, that a vast majority of those people who succumb to, if you will, uh, AIDS and, and HIV, by the way, was never proven to, 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 show, to be shown to be sexually transmitted or cause uh, AIDS. But that's a subject for a whole book or a whole talk show uh, that I won't get into. But I will say this, that Sweden, as you know, did not do any isolation. And their death rate is no higher than the countries that practice severe shutdown and isolation. How could that be? How could a country, and you say, well, it's a smaller country, less number of people living there. Uh, that may be so, but the reality is, a vast majority of the people, now that statistics have come in, they, they've been shut down uh, for what we're going to look back on in history as probably uh, one of the biggest mistakes ever made in public health. Well, it's, it's also interesting to me that they would order the doctors to, to, uh, to label everybody as a coronavirus patient when that alters the statistics and the data for not just coronavirus, but it alters the statistics and data for all other causes of death, especially the top 10, and it appears to me to be falsifying evidence uh, of a death on a death record and lying to the family and the immediate family, and also to be, um, it should be a crime for whoever, not the doctors, but the people who are ordering them to falsify the death certificates. Yeah, and I think here, here's where I'm learning, at least in this new era of censorship. I've talked about exactly what you're talking about right now. I've seen the online reports of doctors and some, you know, nurses and so forth, and even a pathologist saying that, you know, he was given the orders by administration. Hey, guess what? Just list them as, you know, death by COVID-19. Uh, the hospital will receive remuneration at a higher level, quote unquote, because, you know, we're having to deal with uh, more risk factors and problems in those pa patients who are infected. Okay, so you, you've got two sides of the story. Let's say, let's just say there's some honest doctors out there. Let's say a vast majority of them are. And some of them might be bending it, if you will, and saying, okay, uh, we'll mark it off because whether we tested them and uh, after they died or before they died and we showed that they had this test that I already mentioned has a low degree of reliability. Um, and, and, and by the way, how would you do an autopsy? Would you put a, a tube down their nose after they've died and then you would extract? I mean, the body is filled, and, and you may not be aware of this. Do you know how many uh, human cells we have compared to the number of viruses in our, in our, in our body and the number of bacteria? And this, this is in the medical literature cited, by the way, in uh, the public health and the world of virology. So I have all the medical journals cited in my book, but do you have any idea how many viruses and bacteria are, are in our human body. And I'll start off with saying the human body has on average 50 trillion human cells. But how many viruses do you think we have in the body and how many bacteria? Well, I would guess trillions. Yes. We, we have third, 380, some say between 77 and 380 trillion viruses 
in our body at any given time. We have 39 trillion bacteria cells. Now, when I look under the microscope, I can identify a number of different types of bacteria in drops of blood, in what we call the gum line in biological medicine, where I train doctors and we uh, collect a sample of plaque, not plaque like inside the arteries like heart disease, but plaque where that white part, you know, if you didn't brush your teeth for a few days, the white part where it meets the gum line, right, in the teeth, and you put that under a slide, and you'll see under a microscope phase contrast at um, a 100x, which means multiplied. It's about 3,000 magnification. You're going to see that sample teeming with bacteria. I mean, all the way to the point where you see, I've seen spirochetes, I've seen Lyme's disease, the form of spirochetes, I've seen um, salmonella, E. coli, various types of rather dangerous pathological bacteria. But our bodies, even in a healthy individual, live in a balanced state where we have what's called good bacteria. Of course, you've heard of uh, the use of probiotics, and the body has probiotics in the gut. We have more bacteria than we have human cells. I think we're all aware of that, at least. But people aren't aware that we have almost uh, five times to ten times more viruses in our body than we have bacteria. And that means more than we have human cells. So there's a purpose. There's a reason. And our immune system has evolved over millions of years to handle pathogens of all kinds. What's being ignored by big pharma and the general uh, governments and the advisors to the governments is that this crisis, we're being told if we just took a, a very aggressive approach with antibiotics, if we use ventilators, if we use a anti-malarial drug, that ignoring the fact that you know, all medications, including antibiotics, have side effects. They've been overused, right? We have more antibiotics in animal products that we eat, which has caused us to become more, shall we say, at risk to normal microbes where maybe there was an outbreak and someone did need for pneumonia to have some kind of antibiotic, you know, in a situation where they had no clue how to take care of their body. And in my book, I give them the, 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 the steps, a daily steps you can take to build, even if you have a weak immune system, system to a high degree of efficiency. But there is no silver bullet. We're not going to find the single agent. And if we did to knock out, if you will, COVID-19, we know that viruses and bacteria mutate, alter, and change. But here's what everyone is not talking about. Do you know that we have what's called B cells in our bodies flowing through at all times? And these B cells are so intelligent that we have over 1 billion combinations to address microbes and vi viruses. In fact, within one minute during the time we're talking now, your body produces over 6 million white blood cells within one minute. And wow. during the time that we have various types of, of white blood cells, particularly these B cells, we can produce millions of antibodies to match any virus bacteria that's known or unknown to humankind. That is how sophisticated our immune system is. And no one could refute those facts, but the reality is no one's talking about it. Why? I don't know, except I, I don't like to get drawn into, if you will, the uh, conspiracy theories, although it's hard to ignore them when people have vested interests and investments in certain medications or outcomes and protocols, right? And if, if we're kind of brought to our knees long enough and we've either lost our job or we don't have a source of food any longer and the government money doesn't come in time and they're having 50-year-old outdated um, computers based on uh, these uh, original computers made in the 1950s and, and they're not even able to generate to keep up with the, what is it predicted? It was 18 million people are out of work. Now it's over 48 million people are out of work. This approaching the numbers of the Great Depression. We know it succeeded 2008. There was only 10 million people out of work in 2008, which was a serious uh, setback for you know, our economy, say, in the United States. But the reality is that these countries that the countries that are greatest risk, such as Japan, where they isolate themselves, people who isolate themselves are not communicating, they're not receiving happiness, they're not exchanging. We're, we're social animals. They're at great risk for suicide. In Japan, when, when Japanese want to commit suicide, they isolate themselves for about six months, and then 
the highest rate of suicide amongst those people is age 20 to 44. So what is going on in, in society today? We have to really question, and why don't we get back to what does it take to build an intricate, that is support an intricate, powerful immune system? Because that's where the battle line should be uh, drawn. I don't hear any of the world experts talking about it, except for some that have been censored and had to go to other platforms, because we know that YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and I'll be very blatant about it. If you say anything that is counter um, the line of of belief to what the general media has been fed, the 480 media stations, they can censor it. They can just say, well, that's that's incorrect news, right? Well, not just that. I mean, social media will just suspend you, like if you suggest vitamin C with zinc or vitamin D3 or colloidal silver, any of those things, they will, or sunshine, they'll even suspend you for saying sunshine. So this is the new normal that they're trying to create in our world, which actually is uh, overthrowing the United States Constitution, in my opinion, of freedom, liberties, and rights to opt out of vaccinations, to, uh, to make a choice about your own body and your own family's body, to trespass on your property, to knock on or break down your door, force you to get a vaccination, which is not American, nor is it in line with the U.S. Constitution or the will of the majority of Americans, who are the government. Unfortunately, Dr. Delgado, the American people now fear their government, and they forgot they are the government, and these are paid, taxpayer-funded, temporary elected officials who can be removed and should be removed, according to the Constitution, when they use anti-American tyranny on the American people and fear-monger so that they are not only physically fearful, they are now mentally fearful, and they are creating more more divorce, more broken homes, more uh, suicidal tendencies, because when you cannot fund no more work and and you're watching your life savings disappear, you can't pay your rent, you can't feed your kids, you can't open your business and control your own business because the government's going to come in there now and tell your restaurant what you can and cannot do because you have no common sense. They are now your mommy and your daddy, and they own everything, including you. And if you make a mistake, then they're going to take you away. Like if you don't wear a mask in some cities, they will arrest you. This is called um, tyranny, in my opinion. I'm sorry, but that's how I feel about it. And, and, you know, you see images of the officers not wearing a mask, arresting a <laughs> helpless female with, with, without, you know, saying, look, I don't want to wear a mask. There's reasons I don't want to. And yet, why are the officers without a mask? Why are they allowed not to wear a mask in certain circumstances or whatever the purpose or reason that, that, that they have somehow taken the law by their, by their own means? But I, I don't think we need to question what is going on in an authoritarian uh, society that has been completely led down a path, even to the point where some of our great leaders are having to bend to the pressure. And that's the problem. That's why I wrote the book. Immune Rejuvenation. I wrote it because I wanted this book to get to President Trump, to get to the leaders, and whether the who have, if you will, agendas to keep us shut down longer than we should, where uh, David Katz, a world-class public health doctor who I know personally, uh, who's spoken, uh, outspoken about the need to get back to society, protect those who need protection, who are older or weakened or need drug rehabilitation, because those are the people are at risk, not you and I, healthy individuals, and although I'm in that age category, if you will, uh, I'm, I'm approaching age 66, you know, I live a life exemplary that would show how to support a healthy immune system. And it's true, a person past the age of 65 has an immune system that is several 
thousand percent less effective than it was when you were in your 20s or 30s. That is why some of the seniors uh, who, when they contract, say, even a normal flu or influenza, uh, let alone COVID-19, even seasonal flus, these individuals are at risk. But we do know now a vast majority of these people, we could have invested, forget the billions, now they're approaching trillions in government relief, but none of it's been allocated to the immune system, to building America and the world and teaching people that the foods that you do eat do affect your immune system. The foods that you're not getting enough of are affecting your immune system. The fact that white blood cells, neutrophils, eosinophils, basophils, monocytes, lymphocytes, I I see them every day because I analyze people's blood for the last 43 years. Probably I've looked at more people's samples of blood than any living individual because we have lab uh, setups where we can monitor people. So our book, uh, they can get a free copy uh, before it reaches Amazon uh, for a fee. And uh, by saying Rose Colombo Show and just registering at nickdelgado.com, that's nickdelgado.com, you're going to learn how and which foods affect the immune system the most, how to support the antibodies. These are proteins produced by what's called B lymphocytes, and they can really take on virtually any virus invading pathogen. And that's why some people who have had COVID-19, they recovered with hardly even noticing they had the condition. This is why some people who maybe are not living an exemplary immune system type of lifestyle, maybe, maybe this virus didn't get them, but the next one could. And we know that there's what's called cytochrome, cytokine storm. This is a silent killer because some of the people who are being treated uh, with the traditional methods, we know that the lungs are affected. It's kind of an inflammatory condition, and it's aggravated by some of the current treatments. We know that uh, these uh, COVID-19 is is uh, causing some change in interleukin, uh, interleukin IL-6, IL-1, tumor necrosis factor, TNFA, interferon gamma. I don't want to get overly complex, but these inflammatory uh, molecules can build up chronic high levels and lead to a cytokine storm. So the fatalities, the, the ones recorded, and let's say it's far less than what's been reported, but let's just assume that there is people, and I feel sorry for those families, and I know some friends who say they've had family members of those who have died they were friends with, but we're ignoring that the body needs hormonal support. We're ignoring the body needs uh, these steps to build up the immune system. How can we build the adrenal glands and cortisol, and what do we need to do? exactly step-by-step that I've outlined in my book after reviewing many, many journals and and research that within 24 hours, most symptoms of fever, malaise, and aching uh, can subside with simply supporting adrenal function of all things, which is the front line of defense for the body that must be dealt with and no one's talking about. What about methylization, the body's ability to generate a billion chemical reactions per second? I talk about this in my book, Immune Rejuvenation. I give them step-by-step exactly what to do, how to do it, and more importantly, they can measure before and after using these steps. If they normally would get a cold or flu or COVID-19 and it would come on and it would last for two weeks, you know, some people get a cold and a flu and it lingers for weeks, sometimes months, right? Well, when you use these approaches of getting added sleep, you, you learn how to regulate your, your neuro reprogramming, script your mind and your body and exercise properly, generate Generate the lymphatic system with the right kind of exercise. Take the right kind of supplements. Fall in love with life and stop fearing all this stuff going on in the media. Your immune system will take leaps and bounds and you'll get over that cold or flu or COVID-19 without giving a medical advice. I have to give a disqualifier, but I can tell you that in my 43 years of work and research with people, the, the offenders of the immune system obviously are sugar and processed foods and you know animal products are quite a problem, but separate oils and fats are even more problematic. So we've got to get back to the whole food basics. We've got to get to a plant-based oil-free diet. We want to take the right supplements, and the supplements we've designed are designed to build up the immune system, the adrenals, the hormonal systems, everything that we've been talking about. Uh, Dr. David Brownstein is giving people iodine with vitamin C, and you mentioned vitamin C, and he's using uh, various other herbs and supplements and getting them on a healthy diet. He has a 100% success rate with the first 100 patients 
who have been given zinc and vitamin D. And we use products like heart, uh, insulin heart stability, and we use certain things to detoxify the body. All of these things not only work, they're proven in the, in the medical literature. We've known about milk thistle. We've known about turmeric for years. Now, people say, well, wait a minute. If you say turmeric's going to cure COVID-19, then, you know, that's illegal. You can't say that. And I, and I agree. You cannot say any isolated supplement or one single factor. I've listed 35 steps that I personally practice every day of my life. And sure, you, instead of a handshake, you can do the, the elbow bump. You can, you can be careful about carrying paper towels and changing your gloves uh, and, and doing all the things that the, the standard treatment of choice is talking about. But when are you going to upgrade your health, your immune system, your body, and take it to a level that these simple, and I've divided the 35 steps into five categories, and that is detoxify, nutrify, fortify, the power of the mind, and sleep. And this, with rejuvenation of our hormonal system, our chromosomes, our telomeres, this is the solution. I am 100% sure of it. I don't know of anyone who would disagree with it except those people who stand to make a huge profit at the expense of our lives. Thank you so much, Dr. Nick Delgado. I appreciate all the information you have, and I appreciate you offering the immune rejuvenation to our listeners by going to nickdelgado.com. And God bless you. Keep up the good work. I'm, <laughs> it went so fast, I can't believe it. <laughs> so uh, please keep providing the information to everyone because I truly believe in what you're saying, and I'm sure many, many people are are just salivating over this information right now. So God bless you and all of your work and much success. Much more? Yeah, <laughs> register for the free podcast event, which is at nickdelgado.com, N-I-C-K-D-E-L-G-A-D-O. And for everyone who registers from your show, we'll send them a free bottle of NeuroInsight, which is a fantastic methyl donor that helps the body generate energy to build up the immune system. We're going to literally ship uh, them free of, of cost, uh, free of shipping charge. Uh, if they just simply uh, register and we see that they came from your show, no problem, just register at nickdelgado.com and if you leave your phone number and your email your phone number you'll get text message reminder and you'll absolutely get this incredible product bottle uh, absolutely free uh, along with uh, a copy of my ebook before it goes out on Amazon uh, for a cost we expect it out in the next uh, let's say seven days and when we send the book out they'll be the happy receiver of everyone who registers at nickdelgado.com will get a ebook of the book, Immune Rejuvenation, and my 43 years of work and focus and science, and I was just so upset about us losing our freedoms, our constitutional rights, and I wanted people to read this book and get the truth and stop being given lies and misinformation and agendas that everyone seems to be getting behind when if this happens again, which you know it will, they're going to take more liberties away. And if we, the only way we can do it is unify and stand up and strengthen and each individual listening to this show. Let them know there is a way, and we've discovered that way, and I'm sure there's more science that the doctors I work with around the world will contribute to this text and this book. And go to nickdelgado.com and register now. Just leave your name, phone number, and your address, and we'll also send you, as I mentioned, that free bottle of uh, Neuro Insight. Also, from our other website, it's known as DNA Protector. As you know, uh, those towers are affecting the um, DNA of our body. And we need protection with what's called methyl donors. And it's all explained in the book. All 35 steps are explained and easily outlined with pictures and images. Thank you so much. I'm going to go there and sign up now, and I hope everyone else will too. God bless you, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, Rose. You're welcome. You're welcome. And... We have uh, Nick Delgado leaving the building. Dr. Nick Delgado, go to his website, nickdelgado.com. Take advantage of the, um, the offers he just made to you and get a copy of the book and, and protect yourself and your family and your friends. Share the information and, uh, because it is all about the immune system. It's not about the coronavirus. It's about building up our immune system, keeping our immune system strong and so that our body can fight back against any virus regardless. And we can stay free, liberated, and we can 
take back our country. We can take back our constitution and our sovereignty and our Christian churches, our Jewish churches, who they are shutting down uh, uh, temporarily, hopefully. Uh, but they get one inch, and they will keep taking another and another and another till they have totally wiped out the U.S. Constitution. So stand up, speak up, speak out, and don't fear the government. Make the government fear we, the people. God bless you. Stay healthy and keep your immune system healthy. Bye-bye.